When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this studio, busting raps. With some gold on my Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. Uh, something a little different this week. Keenan will be here later, but we have a very special guest. In honor of the Army-Navy game, we told you that he would be on this week. We have Pat from the Corner Booth pregame, which I Jared tried to change the name. I think it's still the pregame as of right now. To my knowledge, it is. I don't know. He he doesn't really tell us stuff. He just kind of floats out ideas, and we say, that's a bad idea. Why are we doing that? And then he does them anyway. So, but we have Pat here. Pat, how are you doing today, bud? Good. It's a, it's a great, uh, great week to be an Army fan, that's for sure. That's true. They already, uh, what's the trophy called? They uh, the, commander, the commander in chief's trophy commander in chief's trophy they already won it so i feel like this is going to be a low stress game for you but you still want to win so it's technically it's if there's a if they lose to navy it's a, a three-way tie for it and army just gets to keep it like they just keep it in their trophy case since they won it last year um but no matter what the army navy game is always a big deal for the players and a lot of uh um service members especially like a, a lot of dudes like myself you know i grew up in the Boston area before I joined the army. I did not watch college football until I moved down South. And that was just the thing that everyone did. So when it came time to pick a team, it's like, well, I'm a service member in the army. Let me pick army. What was anyone uh, on base, like a Navy or an air force fan who was in, like they just grew up as one of those fans, but they happened to join the army. (laughs) Uh, Ironically, that was, uh, I, I kind of fall under that little scope there. Um, like really the only college football I watched growing up was Air Force. Like I've seen more Air Force games than I have Army games. Um, but once I, you know, moved down south and it was like, oh, college football? Yeah, Army. We're switching that up now. Did anyone not switch it? Like is anyone from like Colorado or Annapolis who's like, nope, I'm a Navy fan. I have my dad's a Navy fan. My grandfather's a Navy fan. I'm sticking with Navy and then just get the shit kicked out of him every week. <laughs> Please tell no. me that. At least there was one guy who was hated on base. It was just like, go Navy every time. Not to my knowledge, but that would be, that'd be a hot take. That'd be a bold, like a, a bold decision. That's true. That's like putting a Cam Newton jersey on the Bear Bryant statue. And that's how you get your trees poisoned. <laughs> Do I need to bring that up every week? No, but Harvey Updike's an American hero. So I am not letting his memory fade. As is your prerogative. Exactly. I mean, so 
we all know the Army Navy game is the most important one. Mm-hmm. It just kind of, that's the one that everyone cares about, really. But Pat, I know you have very strong feelings about this. Why is the Army Navy game so much more important and kind of recognized socially over, say, Army Air Force or Navy Air Force? So, yeah, I, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but this is kind of the hill I die on when it comes to the Inter-Service Academy games. Um, Army Navy is historic. This goes back to like 18, oh man, like 1886, somewhere in that neighborhood. Like it's, it's a long, like lasting um, game. Whereas Army Air Force, or uh, when the Air Force Academy was introduced, it was like, you know, I think the 1960s, somewhere in there. Um, sorry, it was Army Navy was the first game was 1890. So there's there's a lot of tradition between these two academies just playing football. Um, so the game matters for the Commander in Chief's trophy, but for the sake of tradition, Army Navy is the one that we care about the most. Okay, I I know that's something you really really feel passionately about. So I wanted you to say your piece on a podcast about that. So everyone knows. And if anyone asks me or asks you, you could just go, Hey, just go listen to this podcast. I talk about it there. Yeah. And it's not to say, you know, it, like I said, it matters for the commander in chief trophy. Cause that's obviously very important. It's uh, it's a, like a big pride thing. Um, and, you know, to, to even like give uh to give air force, just kind of like a little, like a uh, little recognition here. They've won the commander in chief trophy the most. Like it's insane. Like it's completely disproportionate when it comes to winning the actual trophy. Uh, Air Force has t- uh, twenty total wins, Navy with sixteen, Army with a total of nine. So Air Force has definitely done well for themselves since they came onto the scene of Service Academy games. It's just well, we care more about Army Navy than anything else. Good for Air Force, but yeah, I mean, this is the game. Like if Army Air Force on or Navy Air Force on, I'll watch it. If there's no other really good games on, but. Army Navy, it also gets the benefit of there's no other games this weekend. Yeah. Not even like the shitty bowl games. Those all start like next Thursday, Friday. This is the only college football game this weekend. Yeah. If you want to watch college football, sorry, you have to watch this, (laughs) which I can admit this is not like if you don't like if you don't have a stake in this, it is not a very enjoyable game to watch until maybe like the fourth quarter if it's close because it's just it's all option football. Or it's all just like, it's all sending your fullback right up the A gap and getting like two, three yards at a time. But it also, it, it brings a different kind of level to it because special teams becomes way more important. It becomes a whole like field position game. I mean, also you, you made this joke the other day, so I'm not trying to steal credit for it, but we did get a little, little taste of what it's going to be like on Saturday on Monday night. Absolutely. Yeah. So Max 46 Jones. rushes, three pass attempts. I mean, you said it, I'm loving this army Buffalo game. It's true, though. I mean, um, we'll probably we'll probably see more than three total pass attempts by either team, but it's you, it wouldn't surprise me if you get single digit uh, attempt numbers for both teams. It's just it's just how the game is played. And also, if anyone is thinks that this is like just a meme that's kind of got got taken too far, uh, Army has the second ranked rush rushing offense in the country, and Navy has the seventh. But I want to focus on Army here. Because this is hysterical. Air Force is number one. They have 340.8 rushing yards per game, 42 rushing touchdowns. Air Force, not Air Force, Army, my apologies. Army has 301.2, which that gap's hysterical to me, Mm -hmm. and 43 rushing touchdowns per game. Number three on that list only has 245 
0.2 rushing yards per game and 30 rushing touchdowns, which is North Texas. And Michigan had 39 rushing touchdowns. So that's still four rushing touchdowns isn't a big gap, but after that, Kent State has 35. So there's a big gap between one and four here in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's it just defines surface academy football altogether, though, is just keep it on the ground. You know, recruiting is so hard for these schools. Um, so finding a quarterback who has like actual like D1 college athletic ability and allowing him to like sling it down the field is just not something that often is found. But you can find a dude who can put it up the A or B gap or like run to the outside pretty easy. That's like literally all they're going to do. Do you think Arby's ever tempted or Navy is ever tempted? A guy with good academics, obviously, because that's a requirement that these schools have. These schools are very hard to get into. It's not like an Alabama or a Florida State where you go, oh, you can throw a football far. Oh, you run a 4-2-6. Yeah, come on. I don't care that you have a D-minus average. So a little bit harder to get recruited. Do you think they ever just want to get like a one or two star running back who's just wicked fast, who has good grades, and just go, you're a quarterback now? Like, you're not going to the NFL's running back as a one- or two-star, most likely, so you're just going to be our quarterback, get four years of good education, spend some time in the Army, and then go spend the rest of your life doing whatever. I'm I'm sure that's how they kind of pitch it to a lot of um, a lot of athletes like that. Because, um, like I said, it's a hard sell. Like, unless you're, like, dedicated and, like, you know, really want to go, I feel like being recruited into one of the service academies is just – like what's what's the pitch that you can give to that? Like, yeah, you'll get four years of being in like a military school. You're gonna get yelled at a lot. You're gonna do a lot of like physical exercise outside of like your sport. Um, and then like everything's so structured and routine for them. It's like there's not really anything that sounds appealing about this. Like, yeah, I mean they their highest recruit or highest ranked recruit this year was a three star. They have a two three stars, which is good for them. Uh, they have the 114th nationally ranked class for 2020. Uh, 2021, if this wants to fucking load, I hate my computer sometimes. There we go. Oh, 110th. They're moving on up in the world. Yeah, good for them. They have one three star, a three star quarterback, mind you. Which, which uh, is surprising. Does it say which uh, QB that is? Simeon Evans. He's an already enrolled, but he's part of the 2021 class. Okay. Uh, linebacker, three-star. They got a couple three-stars who are hard commits, though, which, good for them. Army football, they're they're bringing it back. They're going to start rattling off natties again. I, I told Pat earlier in the year I was terrified to play Army because I had flashbacks to the Citadel game where it was 10-10 at halftime. <laughs> I don't need to relive that against a better service academy because that score would not be as lopsided at the end. And honestly, I would, I would hate to like, if you were like, um, you know, if you're, if your team is playing like a team like army, Navy or air force, and then you're forced to watch option football for four quarters. And like, you just don't want to watch. Cause honestly, what it comes down to you, if, uh, I mean, obviously not when playing top 25 teams, but for like some of these smaller schools, like UMass, for instance, army just controls the ball. Like that's the whole setup with these run games is it's like, you know, they end the game with like, 38, 39, 40 minutes of total possession. Like, it's insane. Yeah, and I also feel like even the bigger schools, it still sucks to watch because, yeah, you have to watch option football, and it works for the first half. Yeah. Regardless of how much time and practice they spent on it, it will work for at least a quarter, maybe more. 
And uh, I think it was Ross Tucker who was talking about this at the start of the season, talking about like, how do you like if as a, as like an organization prepare to play a team that, run, that like runs the option, because like, that's not something you normally practice for. So unless they're at like the beginning of your season and you can spend a couple of weeks going into the season being like, okay, like we're playing an option team. Like, this is how we're going to stop it. Like, let's, let's work on this for a couple of weeks. Like if it's just like, yeah, next week we play a surface Academy. Uh, we'll try to figure it out as we go along. Like, as a defense, yeah, I, that's infuriating. I feel like it is one of the things that you don't want to spend a bunch of time working on it during the season because you're, you're going to see it once, maybe twice, depending on scheduling. Like if you happen to schedule Army and Navy. But other than that, you're not really going to work on it. And like you said, it would be infuriating. Also, does Ross Tucker follow you yet on Twitter? No, I have uh, I have two likes by the man, though. So Ross Tucker, if you're listening, please fire the Buchanans. At that point, he should just follow you because I think, A, it'd be hysterical. He follows 88 people, and if you were the 89th, that would be awesome. Maybe I'll DM him. Kid, I don't think you can. His DMs are closed. I'm looking at his Twitter right now. Damn. I'll keep, I'll keep adding him on a bunch of stuff. Oh, we're going to add him after this. Once this episode goes out, in the description, it's like, and we have guest at Donahue underscore PF on to talk about at Russ Tucker following him. Yeah. He doesn't yet, but he will. Well, cause that's, a, I think it's really cool. Cause Russ Tucker really does, um, does enjoy comment. Like, or it seems that if, you know, if he doesn't, and I'm just making this up and blowing it out of my ass. He does a good job of portraying it. He does enjoy like doing commentary on these games. Um, which I, yeah, again, like I said, that's gotta be like painful. If you don't really have a stake, but he's, he really has seemed to come to like the army camp. I think he he probably does enjoy it because he doesn't really have a reason to do it outside of just pure enjoyment. That's true. I mean, he says he worked he's worked for like the Eagles and stuff, Odyssey Sports, CBS Sports. Like those aren't really paying attention. Those teams and organizations don't really pay a lot of attention to Army football. And Pat, I think you are the best Army football personality on Twitter. Hey, thank you. I think you beat out Captain Cons from Barstool. You are the best. So, wow! Everyone, go follow at Donahue underscore PF to get your Army football fix, your McRib tweets, and your chicken taquitos tweets. Hey, we got some Roman history memes mixed in there too. Oh, Roman Every, history memes. We got everything for anyone. A little bit of everything. Uh, that's what we like to hear. But Pat, I know you are picking Army, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about this game a little bit more later for picks. But for those who aren't don't know army navy army is eight and three six and five against the spread navy is three and eight but seven and four against the spread which is insane to me that i feel like that's a very weird ratio like they're in games but they're not really winning many now it's at metlife kickoffs at three army is minus seven and a half with an over under of 34 pat i know you're picking army but is army gonna cover i that's hard um man I don't think so, to be honest. I think I think it's going to be a lot closer than what um than what that line implies. Okay, and I'm looking for the over under on rushing yards, by the way. So, uh, if you have anything else you want to talk about for this yeah. game, um, so I'd like to actually just kind of appreciate uh, Army's head coach uh, Jeff Munkin. He's done a real good job. I think he came in 2014. Uh, he took over as head coach. 
And he's just done a really good job uh, kind of bringing Army back to how a lot of people view him when it comes to college football, um, or at least academy football. He's been very competitive in every surface academy game he's coached. Uh, you know, I think there were there were rumors in the offseason that he was going to go to, I want to say North Carolina or somewhere. They were throwing like an offer at him for a head coaching position, but uh, he stayed at West Point and I'm a lot happier for it. They didn't go anywhere. It's, uh, it's been good for the organization and I'm, I'm happy for them going forward that they get to keep him. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it might be a little tough for service academies to get kind of really good coaches and he's, he's done a good job. Army is not great. I'm not trying to make it sound better than it is, but they are kind of back on people's radar of having a college football team, which I feel like they kind of weren't for a while. It was more so, oh, it's Army. They used to be good. But people kind of pay a little bit more attention to them now, I feel. Hmm. Especially, what was it, last season? Uh, they had like a week or maybe two weeks where they were ranked like 23, 24, like uh, on the AP poll. And it kind of put them back on the radar. They didn't stay on there for very long, but it was it was still nice to see. Uh, the tailgate 25, which is a poll we did early in the year. We did have Army in the top 25 when they were like, Five and one at one point, I think, or something like that. They were, they were good, and they got no respect from the AP poll. It's crazy because uh, I don't know if I don't know if I like live tweeted or was texting you during the Wake Forest game when Army played, but it was like a it was a real close game until the fourth quarter. Um, like it just it's like we talked about earlier. It's that like how does a team really prepare for the like for the option? And then next thing you know, it's like midway through the game, they kind of bumblefuck their way into a position where it's like, okay, like we can kind of stop it. But then they open up passes um, for one of their only QBs that can actually sling the ball. So, Are, are you expecting a big day from... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Uh, uh, crap. Yeah, Christian Anderson. I knew that was his name, but I didn't want to get it wrong. I hope so. It's it's really fun to watch him play because he does throw it a lot more than prior quarterbacks have in the past and other QBs on that roster. Um, you know, it's it wouldn't be. I don't think it'd be insane if we saw like if we if he stays like start to finish in that game. If we saw maybe like fifteen pass attempts, especially if it's a closer game, upwards of maybe like twenty, which is like unheard of for service academies. Yeah, I am shocked. So I couldn't find prop bets, but I am going to make some up. Over under 350 combined rushing yards. And if I take the over, it's like 351. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd take the over on that. Like, At what point would you not take the over? What number would I have to? 500? 400? I think if you put like 450. 
Okay, I'm going to make you think. Over under 450. I'll take the under on that for to- uh, total combined. Okay. So I feel okay. like the first quarter is a lot of like those like awful like one two yard like runs and then it's just it kind of sizzles out and then once you see like the linebackers starting to get tired and like running backs and different quarterbacks getting cycled in it, it just becomes way too much for the for the defense to cover. Okay, and over under combined passing yards two hundred. I'd take the under. Okay, I didn't know if. You know, Christian Anderson may be throwing 15, 20 attempts. I didn't know if that would kind of sway your answer, but. They'll probably, they'll, he will probably have maybe one or two like deep balls that are like actually completed, but everything else is all the stuff underneath and they get kind of just hit right after. And okay. honestly, uh, Army's, Army's secondary is pretty good. Um, I mean, the Wake Forest game was probably the only actual team they played and they really had issues covering them, but every other team that they've, that they've played, they've been able to kind of keep that, uh, keep the deep ball under wraps and keep a lot of the stuff underneath contained. Okay. Well, thank you, Pat. I won't take up any more of your time. Uh, any last thoughts on the army Navy game this weekend? Uh, you know, as, as you're all deciding to watch the only college football game going on this weekend, uh, I just, I just hope that you can say with me, go army beat Navy. Thanks Pat. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. And now this, I told you Cameron would be back. Uh, thank you to Pat for stopping by to talk about the Army-Navy game a bit. But now we're here with Kiernan. Kiernan, how's your day going, pal? I have to say my day is going splendidly well. Love to hear it, bud. Uh, that's good. I mean, usually you're complaining about work when you come out, so I'm, ha- I'm happy oh. you're having a good day. Well, well, work just got a hell of a lot easier now that I am moving companies, so... Cheers to that, pal. Yep, cheers. Cheers, Slancha. The whole nine yards. It's quite a depth. What are you drinking there, bud? Football. Um, Blue Moon Moon Haze. So they've come out with a hazy IPA. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, it's, 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 good. yeah it's, like, it's like all the niceness of their regular wheat ale with like a hoppy sort of IPA taste to it. It's nice. It's nice. I, I recommend it. I don't know. I'm if drinking. I, can we be sponsored by Blue Moon, please? I love them. I'll work on it. I'm <laughs> it blueberry, but I'll 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 head oh, off. Those, those are good. Not as good as Blue Moon, though, right? Uh yeah, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I'll I'll work on the Blue Moon sponsorship Fantastic. sometime this week. So we're that took up the Pat interview took up about twenty minutes. So we're just gonna break down the Army Navy game, really, because. We were going to pick some of the meaningless bowl games and some fans are going to get like the Bahamas Bowl and the Cure Bowl. D- didn't really know what to say about that, so I didn't. I just dropped them. Heisman finalists, some award finalists and winners, college football playoff reactions, and some more coaching talk because this is the weirdest fucking season ever for awards or for coaching changes, rather. Uh, but we're just going to jump into our game pick for this week. <laughs> uh, it's Army Navy, the one of the biggest games of the year, which is weird because neither of them really compete for a natty and haven't in about 70 years. I think Army won them back-to-back in 44 and 45. I don't even know when or if Navy's won one. But it's a big game, and if you want to watch college football this weekend, this is your only choice. They play after everyone else is done with their regular seasons. Uh, Army is 8-3, and 6-5 and five against the spread. This is more for Kiernan. I very much apologize for anyone who is 
just listen to me at back because I keep forgetting this is going right before because you recorded that earlier. But Navy is three and eight and seven and four against the spread. It's at MetLife at three. Army is minus seven and a half with an over under 34. Kiernan, we're just picking games, just picking the winners. No over unders or all that. Pat picked Army. Kiernan, who are you picking? I'm going to go with Pat and pick Army. Uh, I just, I think they're uh, a better team collectively. Uh, I mean, the record should say enough. You know, they're going up against an eight and three Navy team. I do love Navy. I, I hope that they're good uh, next year or, you know, whenever. Uh, maybe a maybe a coaching change. You never know. You know, like I mean, this coaching carousel is already as crazy as it is. Maybe get a new coach in at Navy, and uh, we'll see how they do next year. But uh, definitely going to go with Army this year. Uh, I am also going to go with Army. I-, I would love to see a little Coach O action in Annapolis, though. Oh, good, good, good idea. That'd we be got- a nightmare, and I'd love every minute of it. Oh, it'd be fantastic. It would either put Coach O into shape, or it would get Navy out of shape. A little bit of both. They'd both kind of work to get to the other, and then they just meet in the middle. Oh, fair enough. So, but uh, our championship game picks weren't great. No, they were. They were very, very bad. Uh, Kiernan Rattlesnake took Georgia. I took Bama. Bama won. Kiernan Rattlesnake took Michigan. I took Iowa. Michigan won. We all took Oklahoma State. Baylor won. Uh, you and Rattlesnake took Utah. I took Oregon because I'm an idiot. Utah won in commanding fashion again. Yeah. Uh, ACC, I took Pitt along with Rattlesnake. Kiernan took Wake Forest. Pitt won by 24 points, which is a pretty good showing. Yeah, seriously. With the hopeful pick, Rattlesnake and I both took Houston. Kiernan took Cincy. Cincinnati won. Uh, UTSA versus Western Kentucky. Uh Rattlesnake took Western Kentucky. Karen and I took UTSA. Meet Meep University won by eight. Uh, we all took Kent State for the match in. Uh, NIU won by 18 points. Yeah. Uh, we all took San Diego State for the Mountain West. Utah State won by 33. And we all took Louisiana Lafayette in the Sun Belt, and they won. So that's the only one that we got all right. Averages, Rattlesnake and I both got 40%. Kiernan got 50%. Let's go, baby. Let's go. As garbage as I've been all season, I will take a win over Kevin when I can get it. Uh, The average was 43.33%. But if you go by the games where there was a majority picker, uh, we shot 50%. So uh, we're going to decide if... Go, like, going forward, I think we're just going to do it this way. Next year, we will decide if we're just going to pick outright winners or if we're going to do the scoring nonsense again. Hopefully, we'll be a little, little bit more prepared next year. <laughs> we said if we shot 50%, we would do that, or if Rattlesnake shot 50% on his own, we would do that. Unfortunately, it didn't work. But we'll we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, But all those games had some... Big impact on the college football playoff rankings. The final rankings came out. We have our playoff teams. Not the AP Top 25. Why are you giving me that? It looks the same. That's weird. Um, So the final rankings going into bowl season. If this wants to look, the cultural playoff website is so fucking slow. I don't know why. 
Please I don't just me. open it at the beginning. Please tell us how you really feel. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. They have like a billion dollars. All yeah. right. We're just going to go through the top 10 because, yeah, here, should we just do the top 10 or all of them? Yeah, just top 10 at this point. All right. Oh, after looking at all of them, is there anything that surprised you about 25 through 11? Uh, I was very pleased to see Utah get up to 11 specifically. I think they, they've done a hell of a job. Uh, Utah and Pitt, actually, both both of them did uh, remarkably well this season. And I'm glad to see them uh, kind of fighting for a top 10 spot. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think if, if they continue on this trajectory, you know, they get a good few recruiting classes in, uh, I think, I think it could be, it could shake up uh, the years to come in college football. I agree with you. My one concern for Pitt is there's the last two ACC champions have won consecutive times. This is Pitt's first, but they are losing their quarterback. Who's been there for six years now. Right, right, and I do understand that. So, I think there might be a step back next year, but I do think it is a good program to go to now. I mean, 11-2, and that's not all all your quarterback, even though he has a Heisman Finals. We'll get more to that later. But I would love it for them to prove me wrong and be good again next year. But uh, let's go through 10 through 5 and then kind of rattle off top four. Uh, Number 10, Michigan State. Number 9, Oklahoma State, who lost in a heartbreaking fashion off that last play they were going for. That was sad. I was happy, but it was sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 8, Ole Miss. Number 7, Baylor. Number 6, Ohio State. And number 5, Notre Dame. I saw people arguing that after losing the SEC championship, Georgia shouldn't get in and Notre Dame should. Yeah, no. And it wasn't, like, just Alabama fans. Yeah. I also saw something that said if Michigan, Alabama, and Cincinnati lose, Notre Dame will 100% get in. I don't know about that. I think they're at five because they know this is the final ranking, so they don't have to, like, move them anymore. But other teams would have jumped them because of the coaching change. Definitely. I think putting them at five now is something, yeah, like, you guys had a good year, but if there was a ranking next week, I don't know if they would be at five because it would be harder to justify putting them out. Yeah. So, I don't know, but that's what, – what are your thoughts on 10 through five? Uh, so, I think uh, 10 through five are, are pretty uh, pretty good as it reflects on the season uh, and the you know a few of the heartbreak games, i.e. Baylor – uh, over Oklahoma State, but um, I don't really have an issue with any of the rankings. I think they're pretty consistent, pretty concise. I am, uh, I don't want to say shocked to see Michigan State so low, but I think that the last, they lost two in a row at the end, right? No, am I get no. no. I forget when, they, no, 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 I forget when they lost, but you know, it kind of sucks for them. You know, they had this phenomenal year and they were, you know, uh, brushing up against uh, five and six. I think they got as high as five, maybe, maybe even four one week. And I, I was, I was, uh, I was sad to see them, see them drop down, but I mean, it, it's, it's good for the program. I mean, they've got a good coach in, uh, I've already forgotten his name. Mel Tucker. 
Mel Tucker, thank you. I was wanting to say the running back's name, uh, Walker. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think I'm a little sad to see Michigan so low, but eh, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough because if they were a premier program, it, there is bias in these. It's not just SEC bias, Emmanuel Acho. There's bias to big-name programs regardless of what conference they're in. If this was a Michigan or an Ohio State, they would probably be in that, like, 7-5 to five range. Still. Right. Probably not 5, maybe 8-6, to six, but they would be in that range if they were a historically great program. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's fair. That's just how these rankings have played out. But I think Mel Tucker might get them on the right path to eventually be one of those programs. But I, I don't know. I think... I think their ranking right now is fair. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that's not saying other rankings above them are also fair. I think if you take away the bias to big programs, these rankings would look completely different. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll is that, get... is that is that Notre Dame bias still raggling you? Uh, I mean, Notre Dame bias, Ohio State has bias, Alabama has a lot of bias when it comes to cultural playoffs. Georgia has a little bit, but not a lot. Like yeah. they might be overranked, but they're never gonna just get into the playoffs just because they don't have anyone else and it's a big name. Oh, it, right, right. They might be at three right now because of that, also because they don't want the rematch of Alabama, Georgia, like two weeks later. Right. But I don't think their bias helps them out as much as some other ones. Uh Oregon might have a little bias with them. Oklahoma has a lot of bias. That's why they stuck around at four for like most of the year while they were beating shit teams by three at home. <laughs> so then again, Notre Dame did the same thing, but also Notre Dame is biased. Uh, moving on into the top four, we will get more into the games themselves next week during our episode when we record, but just the ranks right now, Cincinnati at four, Georgia at three, Michigan at two, Alabama at one. I don't necessarily hate this. I don't think Cincinnati should have been one or two. I get why they're four instead of three. Like I said, they don't want the rematch right after. But this this is weird. Weird in the sense that Cincinnati's in or weird in the sense that like just a that- group of five team in there at all? Oh, that's that's weird. It's un, it's not it's unexpected going in season, but they deserve to be in there. I'm not saying that. It's it's weird that Georgia was one and then lost the SEC championship comfortably, might I add. Uh it was a close game, but it wasn't super close. And they tried to say that wasn't the case. They strictly did this because they don't want Alabama Georgia playing December 3rd and then having them play again or not 3rd. Uh yeah, 3rd. And then have them play again December 31st, the next game. They don't want that. They would rather have it be a national championship rematch. Right. So Which that's why. More fun. Yes, but that's why it's weird to me that Georgia is above Cincinnati because it's very clear what they're trying to do and they are still denying that's what they're doing. Well, also, also the, th- the thing with that is, is that, you know, Alabama and Georgia were you know they, they were flipped quite literally flipped uh, in one and three and so basically they were just replacing whoever lost that game down to three like whoever whoever lost that game, even if alabama lost that game they'd stay at three 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's open enrollment for the ACA Health Insurance Marketplace. If you want to enroll in a new health plan or update your current one, GetCoveredIllinois.gov can help you navigate health coverage to find a quality health plan. Find out if you qualify for financial help and get free enrollment assistance. Our local navigators are here for you. Your simplified health plan coverage journey starts at GetCoveredIllinois.gov. wouldn't matter right because they would just say we would much rather have because we know that if alabama and georgia you know face off against michigan or cincinnati it's going to be a blowout or well i presume that's what they're thinking this is their mindset it's just going to be a blowout and i'd much rather see a alabama or georgia sort of revenge game in the uh in this the the um championship is at least that's that's what I think they are thinking of. Yeah, so it's they're still just trying to avoid an immediate rematch. It, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Like, that's what they're clearly doing. Yeah. Which is weird because they, they're still trying to deny it. Oh, don't. And here's the thing. Don't deny it because we all know what you're doing. So what's what's the point in denying it almost? Like, if you're going to say that, you know, you don't want to rematch two weeks in a row, then say that. Say it outright. Because, like, we're not stupid. We can clearly tell that this is the trajectory it's going in. So just, you know, come clean and uh, we'll get on with it. Because nobody really cares. Everybody wants to actually see the Georgia-Alabama championship. At least I do. Uh, Yeah, people like complaining about... Emmanuel Acho went on a rant today on... Speak for yourself, which I hate that show. They went after Calvin Ridley for taking time away from football for his mental health. They're out merciless did on that. So I hate that show. It means nothing to me. But he went on a rant how it's there's SEC bias. It hurts every team in the sport. And it is bullshit. It's always biased. And then a guy I follow, a Big Bam, a Big underscore underscore Bam, tweeted out the winning percentage of every conference in reply to this. SEC, 60.75 win percentage, or percent. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, 48.68. Big 12, 48.61. ACC, 46.46. Big 10, 46.07. And I'm not reading too much into the Pac-12, Big 10 gap. That's 2%. Like, you're going to lose more game. like, it doesn't matter. Like the Big Ten kind of plays a bit more higher competition because the closest teams are ACC, some SEC. Like it's they're more in a bigger region for good football. But I'm reading into the 12 percent difference between the SEC and the Pac-12. That's insane, and to argue that the SEC isn't that much better than everyone else is absurd to me. Yeah, I they, they just are like. Football is is, is is a much bigger deal in the SEC than it is, or just down south in general, 
than it is, you know, in the Big Ten. Like, don't get me wrong, there are still avid fans all over the country. But I mean, when it comes to when it comes to football, the SEC is where it's at, whether you like to admit it or not, because the casual fans are going to go, oh, who's playing Alabama, Georgia in the national championship? Yeah, I'll watch that. It was the same thing with LSU a few years ago. Because they hear the name, you know, casually throughout their day. You know, they if they'll chime in during the weekends, things like that. That's who they're going after is the casual fans to get their viewership up. Because they know diehards, diehards will watch it regardless of who's playing. They can be pissy about it, but they'll watch it. Yeah, and it's... It's annoying just being an SEC fan and every single success the conference has being chopped up to SEC bias. But So that's where a lot of these rants I have come from. But moving past the cultural playoffs, because we're going to talk about that a lot more next week during our games, we have a lot of award finalists being announced. And some of them piss me off. Do tell, Uh, Kevin. One... Will Anderson won the Gursky Award for the best uh, defensive player. And then the other big ones, that's not the National College Football Award Association. That's a separate organization. But the NCFAA Awards are kind of the big deal ones. So we're going to jump into that. But Heisman, the Heisman finalists were announced. You have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Kenny Pickett, and Aiden oh, what the Hutch- Hutchinson. Hutchinson. I forgot his name for a second. Yeah. Bryce Young's going to win this award, right? Uh, I hope he doesn't, but yeah. Who else would you give it to? Uh, I don't want to say because then I'll just I'll just get slammed for it. No, who is it? Who who would you give this award to? Uh, so I have a defensive bias, and I'd give it to either Will Anderson or Aiden Hutchinson. Just because I, I, I want to see defensive players win it. That's all. That's all. Well, Will that's, Anderson that's... is not a finalist. Oh, that's not my point. You said, who do I want to give it to? Will Anderson. No, who do you think will win it out of, like, the finalists? Oh, well, okay. Who do I think will win it? Bryce Young. But, like, who do I want to win it? I, I thought you meant, like, out of the finalists who you thought would win no, it. No, sorry. I th- okay, the the question I heard. Yes, no. I misunderstood. <laughs> I misunderstood what you were saying. Okay. Well, get it through your thick head, Kevin. The fact that Aiden Hutchinson is a finalist over Will Anderson is asinine. This is, yeah, is. the opposite of SEC bias. This yeah, is them seriously. not wanting to give the award to Alabama players. Yeah. Will Anderson, his stats, 91 total tackles, 52 total. Aiden Hutchinson, 58-33 solo. Tackles for loss, Will Anderson, 31.5, lost 134 yards. Aiden Hutchinson, tackles for loss, 15.5, lost 75 yards. Sack. Will Anderson, 15.5, loss of 96. Aiden Hutchinson, 14, loss of 73. I don't care if you break your program record for sacks. That should not impact the Heisman, honestly. If someone else has more than you. I could buy the he's not a Butkus Award finalist because he's more an edge rusher. He's not a true linebacker. You know what? I think it's stupid. He's listed as an outside linebacker, but fine. 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 Fucking have that if you want. If you have to discredit Alabama players from awards this much, fine. Take that. There's absolutely no reason 
that Aiden Hutchinson should be a finalist while Will Anderson is not. Oh, I agree. I, I completely agree. I, I, while I think Aiden Hutchinson is a very good player and he will definitely do well in the NFL, I do not think he deserves it more than Will Anderson. Now, these arguments are also kind of stupid because neither of them would win it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's really a moot point, <laughs> to be honest. But it's absurd. Also, someone said, tell me why, why Hutchinson is going. Because he's the best player and top leader on the number two team in the country. Our best defensive player on the number one team in the country isn't going. Yeah. Big Ten defensive player of the year. Doesn't fucking matter if you're the best player in your conference. I'm not saying the Big Ten, but should the Pac-12 defensive player of the year be going? No, because the Pac-12 sucks. <laughs> All-time Michigan sacks single season year. Again, don't give a shit if your sacks record is two sacks and someone beats it. That doesn't make them a great player automatically. Had record quarterback pressures versus the Buckeyes. Look, I understand the Heisman moment thing, but if you have to pick that hard to get why he should be going, he shouldn't be going. This is absolutely ridiculous. And two types of people are arguing why he should be going. Michigan fans and people who hate Alabama. Right. So the only people whose opinions actually matter. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Enjoy 10 years of James Franklin, bud. Why are you getting busy at me? Because you said my opinions don't matter. That's hurtful. Uh, moving on. To oh, oh, no, 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 no. We got to go back here. That's not what I said. I said you said Mich the only people whose opinions matter are Michigan fans and everyone who hates Alabama. I am an Alabama fan. Oh, I'm not discrediting your opinion. I'm just simply making a joke about the Heisman finalists, not about the fucking your not about your opinion. Jesus, well, fuck the Heisman. I'm boycotting it until Bryce Young oh. wins it. Then it's a great award. Um, oh, okay. In what a week. Yes, I'm boycotting it for a yeah. <laughs> The Bednarik Award, Best Defense or College Defense Player of the Year. Finalists Will Anderson, Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, and Kayvon Thibodeau. I swear to God, if Will Anderson doesn't fucking win this and they give it to that fat fucking Georgia, I'm going to be pissed. Dude can't stay on the field for more than two snaps in a hurry up, and then he has to go off the field. He's not that good. His stats aren't that good. Yeah, he eats blocks, but it doesn't really matter. He's not that good. He's big. Kieran, who, should win the, who should win the Bednarik? Uh, to be honest, I think any defensive award should just go to Will Anderson. I mean, he's clearly the best uh, defensive player, whether it's sacks, tackles for loss, tackles in general. I think he tops all three of them, all three of those categories, doesn't he? Or at least he's pretty close. I mean, if you if you're that dominant over a season, I, I just I'll just hand you any any defensive award, to be honest. Fair. Okay. If he, I, wasn't, I was... if he wasn't in this, if he wasn't in this, I would give it to maybe uh a probably Aiden Hutchinson would be up there. Uh oh, he's Thibodeau. also not a finalist for this, but he's a finalist for the Heisman. I'm I i do not get it. I, I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just hate <laughs> these awards right now. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, we understand that, that Will Anderson should be a finalist for any and all uh, Defensive Player of the Year awards. How about that? We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Off. I don't care. We'll, we'll leave it at that blanket statement, and we'll just move on from here. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair. Uh, Bletnikoff, outstanding receiver. I have issues with this list, too. Oh, for God's sakes, this is going to take all no, night. <laughs> no, not, not for the reason you think. 
Jordan Addison, Pittsburgh, David Bell, Purdue, Jameson Williams, Alabama. I love Jameson Williams. I would love to see him win this war. How do you not? I think I've complained about this before. How do you not have at least one of, specifically Olave, one of the three Ohio State receivers? Like, what, what are these vote, voters smoking? And can I have some to make reading these goddamn finalist lists a little more pal- palatable? This is ridiculous. Kevin, you need to be stoned before all of these. <laughs> so that you're, you're a little bit more mellow. I'm tested for my new job, so I can't even do that. And oh, also, man. I don't like weed, so that would be miserable for me. I would yeah, hate I it every minute. But... Give it to Jameson Williams. I don't care. This is a fake award now because they're not giving it to – they're not listing the best receivers. How many touchdowns does Olave have? I don't know off the top of my head. Do you know? Uh, I do not off the top of my head. I don't give a shit about his stats specifically against Tulsa. <laughs> 13. Damn, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it to him. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, just off the touchdowns alone, I'd give it to him. That's that's hard to do. And anybody who doesn't appreciate thirteen touchdowns in a season, goddamn. Yeah, I mean, and also doing it with two other very good receivers. Right. Now, Jameson Williams has 1,445 yards and 15 touchdowns, and John Mechie's a good receiver, but Billingsley was up and down all year. Their receiving core was rotated. I don't get how you can ignore Olave. It's ridiculous. It makes no goddamn sense. We're going to move on. (laughs) Calm down. We're going to move on to the awards I'm not as pissed about. The Maxwell College Player of the Year, Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker, and Bryce Young. Bryce Young is going to win it. I feel like if you win the Heisman, you should also win that, and he's going to win the Heisman. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Also, Walker kind of fell off towards the end of the year a little bit. He had some bad games, or not great games, so I think I think it's going to come down to Bryce Young Kenny Pickett. Uh, the only reason Pickett might get it is they feel bad that he's not a Heisman winner, and Bryce Young is, so they'll give it to him. Yeah, there you go. Everyone right. gets a trophy. It's the participation award for the car. Yeah, that's why Will college. Anderson isn't nominated for some of these awards because they'd feel bad that he'd win all of them. Oh no, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, he he can't go home empty-handed. Shut the fuck up. Uh Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award. Kenny Pickett, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Same thing I said before. It's Bryce Young. Do you, get, not- do you, do you give it to CJ Stroud because the other two will now have awards? Oh, I don't know. Ah, see? See? Everybody gets an award. <laughs> That's I would love it so much if it's like Bryce Young, Heisman, Kenny Pickett, Maxwell Award, but the best quarterback, that's C.J. Stroud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be hysterical, but I don't know. I think I never know what's going on with these words because in theory, the Heisman Trophy winner should also get the Maxwell Award if he's a quarterback and should also get the – if he's a quarterback, he should get the Davey O'Brien. But the problem is it's two different voting bodies, so it's it's going to be a little weird. Yeah, and then uh, Doak Walker Award, premier running back. Tyler Batty from Missouri, which is an unfortunate name. He His kids are probably going to get made fun of a lot. They're going to love calling his kid's mom Mrs. Batty. 
Oh, so, God. Uh, Brees Hall, Iowa State, Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. Uh, Tyler Batty's from Missouri, by the way. I didn't mention that. Uh, I think this – it's going to come down to Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. I'm not sure who it'll be. Kenneth Walker's highs were higher, but Brees Hall was more consistent, I feel, down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think I think uh, Ken- Kenneth Walker's drop-off towards the end of the year is going to hurt him too much for that, but we'll see. Plus, also, uh, Brees Hall just won or just broke the record this year for consecutive games of the touchdown. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I feel like that's going to stick in people's right? mind. Yes? Yeah, I, I think I remember that, yeah. Anyway. And then, quick note, Burlesworth Trophy – College football's most outstanding player who began his career as a walk-on. Burlesworth went to Arkansas. First Arkansas player to win the award, Grant Morgan. So props to him. Happy for you, bud. Uh, we're going to move on from awards now before my head fucking explodes. That was annoying. I hate the awards this year. After They're... such a crazy, crazy college football season and then the crazy coaching carousel, this is the last thing we need. Like, hey. With all the craziness, I feel like the awards still should be relatively straightforward, and they still manage to fuck them up. Fair enough. So we, before we move on to kind of, we were going to kind of mention our top three coaching hires and our least favorite or two of our least favorites. But I saw something hysterical from Brett McMurphy on Twitter. I didn't tell Karen about this. Oh, great. Here we go. Do again. you remember the LSU Jimbo rumors that went on all season? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear what the offer was, what the prepared offer was in November? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, sit here. Thanks. Hey, I saw you give up your seat for the woman with the oxygen tank. Another way to show her your good side? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because she also relies on plasma-based medicines. Find a center at grifflesplasma.com. You can receive up to $800 this month. Uh, oh, yeah, I did. I think I saw it. It was uh, 10 years, $125 million. Eight years, $125 million. Years. Which is absurd. Seriously. Also, that would make someone else a lot richer because Nick Saban has in his contract that he has to be paid the same or more than like the top five paid coaches in the SEC average together. Or like the top, no, top three in the SEC or top five nationally, whichever is higher. Damn. That's in his contract. So with all these contracts already going around, he is still going to make money. But if you added that on top of it, it would be insane. That's nuts. I didn't. Wow, that's a that's a weird clause to have in your contract. It's such a smart one, though. Oh, it is. Oh, it totally is. But like, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that before. I haven't either, but I saw it the other day and I'm like, that's genius. Seriously. So well, when, you, when you win as many national championships as he does, I mean, it's kind of, I, I'd say for Alabama, it's worth it. 
oh yeah, it is a hundred percent worth it. Give him whatever that man wants. I do not care if it comes directly out of KIV's pocket in the state treasury. Give it to him. <laughs> He's earned it. Um, but coaching moves. There have been I feel like way more coaching moves this year. Definitely. What are three coaching moves that you love? Uh, three coaching moves that I apt that I love kind of, kind of off the bat. And they're the, probably the most talked about ones as well was, uh, Lincoln Riley to USC, uh, Brian Kelly to LSU. And, uh, I probably say, um, see, I'm between, I'm between, uh, Billy Napier to Florida or the recently uh, Mario Cristobal to the U. I can't decide which is better or worse. Um, but I, I mean, think you th- could those also are my... go four. Okay, it's well then those, four, I, those, those four then, I guess. I don't, I don't really... I don't really know specifically which, which one I would take over, over the other. I mean that's fair. My my top three. I agree. I love the Lincoln Lincoln Riley move to USC. I don't like how he did it, and it kind of sucks. And I would love to see it fail, but I do think it's a good move, offensive minded guy, kind of bring USC back to national prominence. Uh, I love the Billy Napier move. Louisiana Lafayette was five and seven the year before he got there. First year seven and seven. Second year eleven and three. Uh, won the Divi- West Division. Third year, 10 and 1, won the Sun Belt. Fourth year, 12 and 1, won the Sun Belt. His, the way he's turned that program around is really cool. And I'm actually, I'm not happy for Florida because fuck Florida, but I'm excited to see what he can do in the SEC because he's also been rumored to be one of these coaching hires for the SEC for a while now. And my third hire that I love is Marcus Freeman to Notre Dame. I know he doesn't have any head coaching experience prior, but he seems like a fun guy, like against a lot of stereotypical Notre Dame coaches. They seem very buttoned up, boring, except when Brian Kelly threatens to execute his entire team. But yeah. it, it kind of like that. And Mark Schum looks fun. His players seem to love him. They showed emotion when he was coming into the room after the announcement. It was electric, and I loved it. Now two hires that – I have two hires – that I don't like, and I'm not sure how they're going to work out. Number one, Brian Kelly to LSU. The man historically has shown an inability to not just beat, but play with SEC teams. I saw people argue, well, once he gets the athletes in, he has an offense that's proven to beat SEC teams. What are you talking about? He's like one in four against the SEC and the one win was against Vanderbilt. He hasn't proved shit against the SEC. So I don't know how that move is going to work out. I'm a little concerned about it because also, yeah, Notre Dame has the athletic or the academic requirements. Outside of like the service academies in the Ivy League, schools will turn a blind eye to their academic requirements if the guy's good enough. They will. That's just how it is. And then also, I don't think the Mario Cristobal to Miami move will work out. He can recruit reasonably well. He wasn't that great in the Pac-12, and it's a fucking Pac-12. I think he'll make the team better and more consistent than it was under Manny Diaz and uh, Mark Rick, 
but he's not going to win the at ACC. And I think they're going to be in the same place they are now in three years. I don't know. I th- I think I think Mario Cristobal at Oregon was was good enough to to warrant the move down to the U. And I think if he can if he can recruit straight out of Miami, like he doesn't need to look anywhere else. If he look, recruits straight out of Miami, he will have a good team next year. Or two years, probably, technically, from now. I mean, they already have their quarterback, supposedly. They have a five-star, uh, Trevor Van Dyke, out of Connecticut. No good things have ever come out of Connecticut. But yeah, seriously. He was hyped. He looked okay in his couple games this year that he played in. But So, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I don't really see the hype that he's getting. Like, I, don't some think, Miami... I don't think he's getting that much hype. I mean, oh, people have you are... talked to, Have you talked to Miami fans? Okay. Right. Some Miami hold fans on, actually on, like no, no. they're bringing gonna, Bear Bryant into the program. Uh, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring like the the fan base of a particular team with a new coach, then obviously they're gonna be more biased than than everyone else. But I I genuinely think that he can do a good enough job, even if it's only for two years before they get someone that can that can legitimately put on strong performances uh, week in and week out in the ACC and potentially challenge for a championship. Even if Mario Cristobal is a stepping stone, I think it's the right stepping stone. And and that's my thing. He might be a stepping stone. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust of a coach and he's going to lose every game, but I don't know. What coaching hires or hired do you hate? Oh, uh... Or not okay. like. Oh, I don't okay, okay. How about this? How about this one? Uh, Brent Pry to uh, Virginia Tech. We're losing our defensive coordinator. No, I, I don't really care that much, but I just thought it'd be funny. Fair. Oh, I hate um, I hate Mora to UConn. Well, why do you care? It's UConn. I wanted Dan Orlovsky to get that. Job. Oh, right. That's the only reason why. I have nothing <laughs> against Mora Jr. <laughs> I hope he goes on a playoffs rant, playoff like playoffs when his team's zero and five. Uh, I would okay. love that so much, but I don't know. I, I, I'm ex- I was really looking forward to. It. I was really hoping. I don't know if Dan would have taken the job, but they should have at least offered it to him. He's probably their most famous alumnus. Or or you, Kevin, for instance. No, oh, true. Well, I already committed to UMass. If they gave me the job, uh, so yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. would have been weird. Oh. I w- would have been playing both sides of the combo, which would have been awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Imagine you go to the U- coach of UMass, the coach of Connecticut. That'd be great. But uh, we have more coaching rumors too. Also, we're all over the place tonight. I apologize for that. But no. anyway, uh, Oregon is looking for a coach. There's two or three names that are popping up a lot. Chip Kelly going back to Oregon would be electric. True. Uh, Lane Kiffin is another one. No way he goes. No way he goes to Oregon. I don't think he would either, especially because he just signed a massive extension. Well, not massive, but he just signed a pretty notable extension. And who was the? Th- I forget the third one. Those were the two big ones. So I, I think Chip Kelly is probably a little bit more likely. I did see that was the most likely, and I. I don't know. I'd like to see Chip back in, back in Oregon. I think it'd be fun. Definitely. I mean, he he definitely had uh, 
some sustained success there. So I think, you know, going back to the old stomping grounds would be, be good for him. True. Oh, also Dave Aranda from Baylor. I don't think that one's very likely either. He just won the big 12. Yeah, no chance. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it just doesn't make sense. I feel like Oregon doesn't fit Lane's style. And I'm not talking about on the field, just who he is as a person. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it was like a, a defensive offensive thing or, a, or just. No, whatever he wants to coach, he could just kind of slowly work it towards that. Just his style in terms of who he is as a person. I feel like he fits in much better either in South Beach or in Oxford, Mississippi. Fair enough. Uh, Kieran, do you have anything else for us before we head out? Uh, yeah, I'm fighting a nagging cough. That's why I just had to mute. But uh, no, I'm I'm excited for the bowl games this year. Um, I think they they could be fun. Uh, Penn State got a somehow got a New Year's Six bowl. Well. Yeah, New Year's Six. Yeah, that's a New Year's Six Bowl, right? Yeah, Outback? Yeah. Anyway, regardless of that, um, it was weird because uh, I have a, a, fan, a friend who's a, a Pitt fan, and he goes, he goes, how the fuck did you guys get a New Year's Six Bowl, you know, with that shit record? I'm like, well, we're just a better class of trash. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's biased to big name programs. Yeah, I know. I mean, Everything... we're Arkansas, but I mean... I, Arkansas had a good year. No, I'm not saying Arkansas is a bad team. I'm just saying like that, you know, I, I wouldn't expect us to play Arkansas. That's all. That's true. Uh, since you brought up bowl games, I, I want to rant about something real quick. Uh, I should not have done this. This is going to go for another hour. <laughs> I'll keep it quick. <laughs> Players sitting out of bowl games to prepare for the NFL is perfectly acceptable. If oh, it's in yeah. the cultural playoffs, I kind of get – not like people getting upset about that. That's kind of important. Yeah. However, Kayvon Thibodeau announced he's declaring for the NFL draft, which is not surprising at all. And he will sit out the bowl games to avoid injury and prepare for the NFL draft. That man, if he gets injured, will lose millions of dollars. But also, if anyone wants to talk about quitting on their team, Brian Kelly, Billy Napier, kind of, but he coached the conference championship. Lincoln Riley. Uh, there's so many more that have moved. Uh, Mario Cristobal. They're all the coaches. They're supposed to set the tone for the program. One of them fucking left in the dead of the night. Didn't tell anyone. One of them goes to his former university. And Billy Napier coaching and won the conference championship, so he gets a pass. Uh, Mario Cristobal got smacked around in his and then left. Don't tell me about these kids trying to make millions of dollars quitting on their team when their coaches who are already making millions of dollars are quitting on their teams. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And I think to, to follow that up, it, it's kind of the – it follows the track of uh, if you're not in the CFP, it doesn't really matter type thing. I mean, these games are fast becoming essentially glorified Pro Bowls because – uh, I mean, these kids are just gonna stop trying the minute the boat, like the season's over. Like, yeah, you, you you know, you'll play to the end of that last whistle in week fifteen or whatever. But you know, once that whistle blows, that's kind of it. You're either going to the draft or you're preparing for next season. It's one of those two things. And I, 
it is kind of sad to see that, you know, that I, I totally understand why they're doing it, why they're setting out games and things like that. But it also kind of sucks because you're like the glory and the, the prowess of those bowl games are com- quickly being diminished to essentially irrelevancy. I, I think part of the issue is also it's like it's an age gap thing. I've noticed a lot of the older fans are the ones arguing you need to play for the pride of your university. You need to stay with your team. A lot of younger people are like, dude, chase that back. Like, <laughs> it's fine. So, I don't know, hopefully we reach the day eventually where we stop complaining about kids who aren't getting paid quitting on their teams. <laughs> Just a thought. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to tear my ACL playing in the Arizona Bowl presented by Barstool Sports. Like it, These meaningless bowl games, and there have always been meaningless bowl games. Outside of the original ones, like the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, things Sugar like that, bowl. fine. Sugar yeah. Bowl, they have this historic precedent to them. But the GoDaddy.com bowl, I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I could have been a seventh-round pick, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting that one out. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And, and I totally understand, like, uh, not not wanting to participate. And, you know, I mean, like, granted, 90% of these guys, or 90%, that's a ridiculous statistic I'm pulling out of thin air. But a lot of these guys have been completely healthy all year with, you know, no injuries, but all you need is one and you have fucked your draft completely. So I don't blame them for, for, for wanting to say, you know what? I'm good guys, but I'm headed to the draft. See you later. For the younger guys, for the younger guys, like freshmen and sophomores, you guys get a fucking play. Look at the Reek King. He was eligible for the draft last year, played in the cheese bowl, tore his ACL. Perfect came back example. this year and then got hurt again. Yeah, perfect example. It's ridiculous. I hate it. But thank you for stopping by. We will be back next week breaking down the bowl games a little bit more, talking the college football playoff matchups a little bit more. Hopefully, I'm not as angry and all over the place. Well, the awards hopefully will be done, so you won't be able to get angry at it. Oh, if you think I won't be angry about who wins the awards. Oh, right, right, right. It's not like you haven't known me for a decade. Yeah. I'm angry with a finalist now. I'll be angry about who wins it later. Yeah. Bryce Young is snubbed of one award. Fire! Burn everything! Oh, if Bryce Young doesn't win the Heisman, I won't be able to record next week because I'll be in jail for arson. (laughs) I'll burn, burn down the Heisman committee. Cannon, you're going to have to go solo or fight a guest next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it on that one. He'll be here to talk. With a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never look back. Sounds good. All right. right. Thank you. Have a good night. Go Army. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Lottie, daddy, she like the party off Molly Bacardi. Let her get naughty, a hottie up in the lobby. She style. She said, Fody Water. Well, you about to be, I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V or the Cali Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 